0: Hello, my name is Francis Greenway, and today I will be talking to Professor Luca Radicati-Vibrazzano di about Tribunal Secretaries. Luca is a Vice President of the LCIA Court and was on the Committee of Court Members that prepared the updates to the 2017 Guidelines on Tribunal Secretaries issued by the LCIA. Luca has amassed an enormous amount of experience as arbitrator and as counsel across multiple jurisdictions and sectors. He is a founding partner of the International Dispute Resolution Boutique, Arblit, and is a door-tenant of Fountain Court Chambers in London. Luca is also an eminent academic. He is a professor at the Università Cattolica di Milano, where he holds the chair of Private International Law and teaches courses on international arbitration, and he has published extensively on the topic. He is also a member of numerous international organisations, Luca, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Francis. The LCIA rules that came into force on the 1st of October 2020 contain new provisions addressing tribunal secretaries, which are included under a new umbrella, Article 14a. Could you tell us a bit more about the background to those new provisions?
1: Yes um I believe that the adoption of the rule on tribunal secretaries in the 2020 LCIA rules is very important this rule follows uh, the introduction of a section on secretaries on, in the 2017 guidance notes for arbitrators which coincided with the English high court's decision in p versus q that as you may know was a very important judgment which upheld the decision of a decision of a division of the LCIA court that rejected a challenge to an arbitral tribunal centered on the role of a tribunal secretary in a very high profile case. Before we come to the details of that judgment and of the 2020 rules, I think it is useful to put this uh, discussion in context. The issue of tribunal secretaries generates a lot of heat. Constantin Partasides has rightly said that few aspects of international arbitration are as highly infused with hypocrisy as this one. Today, the use of secretaries in international arbitration is widespread and is generally accepted. In my experience as counsel and as arbitrator, I have never seen any complaint about the use of secretaries, whether as to their appointment or as to their role. And frankly, I don't think this is surprising. Because in all but the smallest cases, arbitral tribunals are often confronted with a mass of materials, and we Moreover, uh, cases require a tremendous amount of case management. Because of this, an obvious imbalance between tribunals and counsel, who are assisted by large teams and inundate tribunals with mountains of documents and submissions. Most arbitrations would be unmanageable
0: for tribunals without some kind of assistance. I see, and so I suppose the question is, what sort of assistance a tribunal secretary can provide? And how does one decide where to draw the line in that respect?
1: That's right, Francis. This
0: is really the, the point.
1: Uh, the range of tasks that can, see, uh, can conceivably be performed by secretaries is quite broad. They go from the more basic ones, let's call them the administrative ones, which include organizing documents and basic, uh, writing drafts of basic correspondence for the party, organizing meetings, proofreading, keeping time of the hearing, and, and so on. On the other end of the spectrum, uh, there are the tasks which involve a greater intellectual input, uh, attending hearings, uh, attending deliberations, summarizing submissions, doing research on authorities uh, and reviewing authority, preparing drafts of correspondence uh, and also of procedural orders and even of awards. There is not much discussion on the first category. uh, Nobody disputes that these can be delegated to, to secretaries. The second category is the one that's more debated. Um, but it is also the one in relation to which the hypocrisy referred to above uh, comes into place. And, and that I would say emerged uh, quite clearly in the case decided by P versus Q, where uh, the tribunal secretary issue uh, may have been a tactical move to achieve the, the, the removal of, of the tribunal. In that case, you may remember, arose from a misdirected email in which the chair asked the secretary for his thoughts on a letter received from one of the parties. I think that anybody who is involved in international arbitration realizes that also delegating a substantive task to tribunals, to to secretary of the is useful and and is often essential. Uh, In my experience, uh, secretaries can bring a significant added value because they can increase efficiency, They allow tribunals to be more reactive. They help tribunals digest large amounts of information. They allow the tribunal to benefit from an extremely detailed knowledge of the record. They contribute useful ideas, and they even bring to the tribunals attention details that might otherwise have escaped. So the, the, the concern and, and the subject of, of the debate is that by performing these tasks, a secretary could take over the functions that are those of the tribunal, which is that of deciding the, the case. But I believe that this concern is, is totally misplaced. It is clear to everybody that tribunals cannot delegate their decision-making function to a secretary or, or to anybody else for that matter. However, I don't believe that there is any risk that a tribunal, particularly a, a reputable one, would ever dream of delegating its functions to a secretary. What the tribunal may do is to rely on the secretary to carry out certain tasks, even substantive ones, without this amounting to a delegation of powers. And in this respect, the, the, the High Court's decision in P versus Q is very important because the court clarified that. An arbitrator may be assisted by a secretary without this preventing him or her from reaching an independent judgment. An arbitrator who, view, uh, who receives the views of a secretary does not, for this reason alone, lose his or her ability to exercise full and independent judgment. And I'm more or less quoting literally from the judgment. And there is nothing offensive in receiving the views of others, be it a secretary or, or, or anybody else for that matter. The point is that the tribunal may listen to the secretary, rely on him and her, and delegate some functions to it, but it will only use that input to form its own judgment. So uh, really the problem is not the use of the secretaries. If I again quote Partosidis, the question boils down to the arbitrator. A good arbitrator will know how to make the best use of a secretary, and incidentally will be able to choose a good secretary and she will at all time exercise her supervision and discretion so that any decision is her own. I would go as far as to say that a good secretary
0: will almost certainly make the work of a good arbitrator better. I see, that's, that's very interesting. So, so I think what you're saying is that it is the responsibility of the arbitrator to properly select and supervise the work of the secretary. Is, is that right? Absolutely.
1: Obviously, uh, you, you may have cases where an arbitrator may end up relying on a secretary more than is appropriate. But in those cases, the problem is not with using a secretary. If an arbitrator is bad because he is lazy, because he's uninformed, but whatever reason, she or he does not become any worse because of the use of a secretary. You might even say that a good secretary could, to some extent, make up for some of the failings of the arbitrator. This is, of course, uh, a, an extreme case. As I said, in my experience, I've never really seen any uh, complaint about use a secretary. Actually, I find that co-arbitrators consider the contribution of a good secretary very useful. They, they often say, well, why don't you ask the secretary to do this and that, uh, additional research or whatever. And the parties themselves often expect that secretaries take a significant and useful role in the arbitration. In some, I think, and if I may refer to Particidus for a third time, it is true that the system, he says that the system should not be fashioned by fear of the responsible, for they can undermine any safeguard. Rather, it should be designed with the overwhelming majority in mind, those who are concerned to fulfil their mandate responsibly. I think this
0: really sums up the the debate on on secretaries. Understood. And so coming back, um, if we may, full circle, to the changes that have been made to the new LCIA rules, can you tell us a bit about how the LCIA has sought to deal with the subject of tribunal secretaries against that backdrop that you've described?
1: I think that the, 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 the new rule uh, deals with this subject very effectively and, and very pragmatically. Uh, the new rule allows total freedom as to the, rule, uh, the use of secretaries, and it does not even contain a list of permissible tasks. Uh, the notes make it clear that these tasks can even include drafting, even of the award. So the secretary's task will depend on a case-by-case basis on the agreement between the tribunal and the parties. What the the LCIA rule focuses on is transparency. The tribunal has to seek agreement, uh, the agreement of the parties, not only obviously on the use of a secretary, but also on the tasks that will be delegated to him or to her. And so in this respect, uh, as I said, I think that, that the rules are very pragmatic, and, and they're not unduly restrictive. They contribute to eliminating the hypocrisy from the debate, and they encourage, uh, a useful and constructive use of secretaries. And these uh, secretaries, I
0: re-emphasize, are a very useful tool for an efficient conduct of arbitration. Luca, thank you very much indeed for that interesting and informative discussion of the role of tribunal secretaries um, and how they're accommodated under the new LCIA rules. If our listeners want to read more about the new rules, Please visit our website at www.lcia.org to read more. There is one more episode in this series of podcasts, uh, which will be on data protection and will be coming soon. So please do join us for that. And thank you very much for listening.